bro. Thanks for calling Fred Chat. Fred Chat. Fred Chat. Fred Chat. Fred Chat. We're philosophical about dumb shit. Two pathetic, despicable human beings. No, 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 it's like hell speak. What have you boys been up to in here? The music, the hustling. We're on a yay for hustle, yay for grind, trying to collect more yay, 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 yay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Frat Chat. This is episode 10 with your co-host, Mikey. And your co-host, Carson, with a brand new mic, courtesy of Michael Gianelli, my partner. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, I'm actually eager to hear what it sounds like in post-production and when you send me your audio. Yeah, no, I bet me it's too, be man. Crisp. Me too. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for uh, for all the episodes and and you've been bearing the uh, the bad sounds of the old microphone, because having my microphone <laughs> being shitty and his being so great uh, was... And when I listened to it after we we put all the audio together... Uh, it was always a little bit grating to me, and it felt like, you know, choppy. It felt wrong, um, and I think now it's finally going to sound right. So I appreciate everybody that's been uh, that's been bearing with us. Yeah, that's fucking real of you guys. Like, you know, sometimes you could have a super fire, fire, fire song, but, like, are you going to listen to it if the audio of the or the quality of the voice just sounds like shit? Exactly. Like, ah, uh, that's such a, such a oxymoron is that the right word um that is <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so <laughs> you might have noticed that mario laugh i did earlier i said yahoo been playing a lot of super mario lately paper mario origami king it's a great play so far huh been playing anything carson <laughs> yeah actually i have uh, crazy what? enough i'm not a video game guy i've never been a video yeah. game guy I, I i had a xbox 360 when i was in high school and i gave it to my sister for her to use in her college uh, dorm room because um, I didn't really use it much anymore. So, and they needed something, they didn't have like a smart TV or anything. So they needed something to, uh, to have put their streaming services on. So okay. they used my Xbox and I didn't mind. And um, since I've been back at home and my sister's been back at home, I, I kind of asked her at one point, like, Hey, do you still have my Xbox? Like I might want to get into that at some point. She's like, Oh man, it's uh it's still uh, with my friends in Blacksburg. And I said, fuck. And just one day it showed up on our uh, our front doorstep. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and my buddy Cade, uh, who <laughs> I my, my buddy Cade, who I recorded a podcast with uh, the other day, it's going to be coming out uh, the day before this one, actually. Uh, he brought me some he hooked me up with some games. He got me some Grand Theft Auto five Injustice. Um, what else we got? Uh, Bioshock. Oh, yeah. So I, I might be a. Uh, I might be getting into some games for the first time. You never had your Grand Theft Auto's day, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five days, did you? No, no. I, I literally just started the story mode yesterday, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is like a really good game. <laughs> you say that, and I'm just laughing over here because I have never actually played the story mode of Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'm sure it's fucking great. And I know there are a lot of, I bet there are a lot of memes back in the day, like when it came out. But I have never played the story mode of. Grand Theft Auto, much like I've never played the story mode of any Call of Duty game past, like, a quarter of it. Um, Bioshock 2 is a great play. I used to play that when I was, like, 10, 11. Really fun. I think you'll enjoy that one, Carson. I hope so. I hope so. I'm not trying to get super into video games. Um, yeah. I've always felt like they're kind of a waste of time. And, yeah. uh, they, you know, they can they, they suck so many people's lives up, like, the same way that drugs do. Like, you just get so invested it's a in, very real thing yeah yeah so I, I i don't want that to be to become the thing so I, i'm trying to uh limit the amount i use the xbox i feel that because like with paper mario i haven't really been playing any other games besides paper mario or pikmin but um the dialogue in these games is hilarious i'll say like instead of watching tv i can just play this for an hour hour and a half and just like have an interactive kind of TV experience where, or a book experience almost where you're reading it and laughing along and actually doing something <laughs> instead of just sitting there saturating something. I mean, TV's great too, don't get me wrong, at times. But yeah, it's interesting that you're playing video games. I, I've never seen you play a video game. Maybe, have you, have, did you play Candy Crush? Did you play Candy Crush? You no. Play, what, was, what was that game you used to play on your phone? Um, I didn't really, I don't play a whole lot of phone games. I mean, I play Words with Friends. 
And Clash of Clans. You were a big Clash of Clans guy for a little bit. No, I wasn't. <laughs> used to come over my house and play it. Play cl- what? Yeah, but we record music. Oh, I think, uh, I think for, yeah, no, I, I got, uh, Clash of Clans is like a weird one because I think a lot of people are the same as me in this, uh, in this regard where you download Clash of Clans, you play it for three months and then you're like, this sucks. This this is boring (laughs) as hell. And then you like, you just put it down for another eight months and then come back and you're like, oh man, I forgot how much I love Clash of Clans. And you just, (laughs) you forget how bored you got by it. Uh, so yeah, that that's like an intermittent thing in my life. <laughs> that's like games that take time like that. Like, like I play Rune. I used to play RuneScape a lot, and you take people say you don't quit that. You just take really long breaks because you really, really spend a lot of time on that. Like MMOs, you train a character up, but like at this point in my life, I, in a previous point in my life too, I feel like I just rather train myself up. Like we're doing podcasts. I'm leveling up my podcasting skill. You know. Yeah. Kind of like The Sims. My brother's really into video games, and like, I mean, no, sh- nothing, no, no shots to him. Like, that's what he likes to do. That's what he likes to do. But he spends countless hours on it. Your older so, brother or your your kid brother? Actually, both of them. But like, my older brother, I was referring to. Yeah, yeah. Plays World of Warcraft a lot. Hey, um, that's currently on unemployment. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Kind of wish I had some unemployment money coming in too, but I think it's ending in July. But, yeah, and also the unemployment thing, I. Uh, I'm I'm not saying I know much about it because I don't. I'm not very economically inclined. But uh, from everything, my I was talking to my dad, who is a lot better with finances, and um, and he was like, "Yeah, all these people getting unemployment. They're about to have a rude wake up call when they uh when they go oh. to pay, when they go to file their taxes because uh, like you you have to uh, pay you have to pay a lot of that shit back." I was not thinking about that. I felt like you were gonna say something along those lines. But I only got like five weeks of that, which was really helpful at the time. But um, yeah, I'm probably gonna get slapped to the face with that back in April or in April, or whenever tax season is. Yeah, it's just it's not a good it's not good to be on unemployment um in the long in the long run for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, I think the the issue that this coronavirus thing had on a on on a certain segment of the population, especially like when I'm referring to young people. Um, is people that were just about to get into the workforce out of college or high school kids that were just about to get, you know, their first job. And My brother <laughs> graduated from college was what I'm saying. Yeah. And they, and they start collecting unemployment and, um, and it can do a couple of different things. They could, you know, kind of get uh, complacent with that and think, well, the checks are coming in. Why would I need to work? Not so, it doesn't last forever. So obviously you have to at some point find a job. Um, but they also don't get that immediate experience of having a job. Interesting. They get used to that money coming in. Yeah, yeah. They get used to money that they don't have to work for. And I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not saying that people that receive unemployment like become complacent in general. I'm just saying it can happen. Well, hold and, on. Don't you even need a job before that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm saying like high school kids that like have, maybe not have their first job that had had jobs in the past and they were like about to move on to, you know, their yeah. like first like first real big boy job out of high school. Like, you know, some people don't go to college. Some people just get a yeah, job yeah. and people that were about to do that and then didn't got on unemployment and now they're kind of treading water. Well, I'll just say I had a great time waking up at 1 p.m jerking off and getting paid more than I actually do get paid weekly. Um, <laughs> although I was very big depressed during that time, so I was sleeping until 1 p.m. It was great and it sucked at the same time. And I would waddle in my pool of sweat till about 3 p.m. I would get up and go upstairs and have my first meal. And yeah, that was my unemployment <laughs> experience. Yeah, that that would, dude, I, I would go fucking bananas. I don't care if it, I know how much money you get on unemployment. I, I still, I don't think I could do it. I'd much rather was, go to work. Well, that was early quarantine too. Although I've, my job hasn't been affected too much by it. Or I was just, we just wear masks now. We closed down for like six, two months to the public, but we, we're still operating. Yeah. By via phone call. But I, do you have a story for this week, Mr. Barson? I do. Brecker? I, I do have a story for this week. Thank you for uh, for reminding me. Would it be a 
hookup story? <laughs> no, for the first time, I'm not going to tell a hookup story. Um, oh. <laughs> I feel like that's going to start to get stale pretty fast. <laughs> Especially like one time we were in the car. And then <laughs> one time I was in the car and then the cops showed up and then we did this. And it's like, man, Jesus, this is old hat at this point. Have you done anything oh, else? Jesus. Um, the cops have seen you hook up. <laughs> we get it, man. We get it. Uh, no, this this week I'm kind of telling a little bit of a different story. Th- this one's a little bit um, all over the place, so forgive me okay. if it's uh, not as put together. I will strap my seatbelt in. And uh, and Mikey, you were kind of, you weren't around for this one, you but you were in my life at this time, so you might have heard about this uh, when it happened. Okay. All right. So there was this guy that came to our college. He did not go to our college. He did not oh. attend. He was not a student. <laughs> uh, we'll call him Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> so Gunther would... <laughs> sorry. No, would, sorry, but let me calm down. ...was friends with some of our friends. And, uh, and he would show up and he would uh, have a big bag of Xanax and a huge bag of weed and a lot of times some cocaine. And did and, he not have a Gucci flip-flop and a, uh, what was yeah. the other one? Yeah, he had two some- Two different Gucci flip-flops? Two different Gucci flip-flops. Uh, I think. Yeah. He was, uh, he was an interesting character. And he would show up with all these drugs, and he would, you know, give people drugs, and he would sell people drugs, he would try to scam people. Um, and he always ended up getting kicked off the campus in some way, shape, or form, either by campus police or by- you know, everybody who's hanging out with would just get sick of him. Um, he he had some issues. So one day he he shows up. This is actually one of my first times, um, you know, being around him for an extended period of time. He showed up and uh, he came to our smoke spot, and uh, and we, him and I started talking, whatever. And he just offhandedly said, "Hey, I got some buddies." Uh, it, it was a Friday night. And he said, uh, hey, I got some buddies that are coming to town. Like, do you think you could show us where, like, the parties are at? And I just said, yeah, yeah. Because I, I knew I, I wasn't in a frat at this point. And I said, yeah. Like, I knew the house parties that were popping across the area. So I was like, yeah, I could probably find one for you. Um, you know, something just to say. I barely even remembered it after I said it. And, uh, and then and he said, like, later in the conversation, if you... Uh, you know, show us where to go. If you can lead us to the parties, I'll give you some cocaine. And I was, I was like, okay, that sounds great. And so about 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour later, um, he's like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go hop in the whip. And I said, all right. And we go and hop in this, uh, his buddy's whip and we drive to the McDonald's parking lot. Oh, and we're in the McDonald's, (laughs) we're in the McDonald's parking lot. And uh, he pulls out his phone, puts it on the uh, on the center console, and he chops up a line, like a big line. And he's like, yo, take this shit. I oh. said, okay. And it was like one of my first times ever doing cocaine. So I was like nervous because I like I didn't want to mess anything up because, <laughs> you know, this this guy's kind of scary. And <laughs> did you think he was cool or something? What did you think of that, too? Or did you think he was just like some scary dude? I thought, I mean, I just thought he was some uh, scary dude, but <laughs> I'm also a sucker for free drugs, so. Kind of looks scary, too, sometimes. Yeah, so I. I know, his face kind of looked drugged out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I went down on this, li- on this line, and I, like, went to snort it, and I fucking took it back. It burned like shit. And I had done cocaine, like, a couple times before that, and it never, like, burned that much. And I, But it was it was definitely, like, it hit me like cocaine. I was like, man, I'm feeling fucking phenomenal. I'm feeling on top <laughs> of the world. And he tells me a couple minutes later that he's like, yeah, uh, this is crack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I was pissed for a second. <laughs> I was pissed for a second. And then I thought back to my, you know, uh, my knowledge of drugs, my certain, my, my knowledge of what drugs were. And I was like, well, you know, crack and coke are basically the same thing. Uh, if you're not smoking crack, it doesn't have the... The, like the crack effect that everybody talks about like it's basically just the same thing with co- as cocaine with baking soda mixed into it so I wasn't really that hurt to be honest is, I was is just, that is that what it is 
Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, the baking soda. I got baking soda. I get that it is that, but... Yeah. Come on, this is a comeback move, bro. He gave you crack. <laughs> well, no. It, <laughs> he it, gave you crack. Yeah, I know, but, like, <laughs> it's basically Coke. It's basically Coke. All, all crack is is um, Coke... Like it's like uh, three parts Coke, one part baking soda, cooked together. Well, you in a know pot. this so well. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just it, that I know what crack is. It's just three parts Coke, one part baking yeah. soda, cooked up in a pot so that it crystallizes and that it can be smoked. It's just turning cocaine into something that can be smoked. That's all crack is. Smoking baking soda does not sound healthy. Well, it's just it, it's the component that makes it smokable. Uh, no, I mean smoking Coke isn't healthy. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> all parts of the, all, all chemicals involved are not good for you um <laughs> but you know after that i'm feeling on top of the world for a half second and then all of a sudden two cars pull up like two suvs i i believe and oh god about 12 guys get out of these suvs like clown cars <laughs> in, the, in this mcdonald's parking lot all dudes are way bigger than me they're oh super tall guys, uh, and they're just fucking gangbanger-looking dudes. They look like gangbangers. <laughs> like, they all got the exact gangbangers, uh, like, apparel about them. They all have designer clothes, designer belts. Um, oh, jeez. They all have, like, a, a couple of them are, like, smoking black and milds. And uh, I remember two of them had expensive bottles of liquor that they just had in their hands that they were drinking straight from. This, yeah, this okay. This is some straight gangbanger shit. Yeah, this is some gangbanger shit. Said. Like, it, this this is not just some guys that were dressed well. Like, the, <laughs> and and confirming <laughs> that some tapper guys. Confirming that he's like, I uh, Gunther goes up to him and he's like, oh, as, as we're about to leave, he's like, oh, making sure anybody got poles on them. Anybody got poles? And they're all oh. like checking their their waist and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, no poles. But like a couple of them, I think they did. Um, they're just like, oh, they gonna put it back in the car. No, they're just like, fuck it. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so he comes, are these his friends? These are all his friends. <laughs> and, uh, so oh, the whole, the whole crowd walks up to me, uh, led by Gunther. And he said, all right, so where the party at? <laughs> and I'm like, are we driving? And he's like, no, because we're, we're drinking. We, we gotta, I mean, we can't drive because you can't like park near these places. Like the, in, in the neighborhoods where the parties are at, you have, it's a small town. You have to walk to the parties. That's kind of how our college experience worked. You had to walk to the parties unless you got like a, a driver to drop you off. And so we're at McDonald's. We're about like a mile away from any of the parties. So I'm like, I, yeah. I just want to warn you, this is going to be a long walk. And they're like, it's fine, man. Let's just fucking get this shit. And I said, all right. And so I. <laughs> Why can I hear him saying that too? <laughs> and so I just led the group. And I really had no idea where I was going. Because <laughs> I'm I, not going to lie too. Freshman year, you were a lot more. I'm not going to say. You were a lot more timid, I will say. That's how I saw you a little bit more than you were sophomore year. No, yeah, and honestly, me just saying I know where the party's at was just to, like, say, like, say, like, oh, yeah, I know where the parties are at. But, like, kind of. Like, I kind of knew. And um, and so I'm like, fuck, I got to find a party. <laughs> so I just. I, <laughs> this guy's got a strap. All, all the information about where to go kind of just left my head at that point. And I was just like, I'm just going to walk around, uh, the, you know, the streets until we run into a party. And, uh, and so I just start walking, acting like I know where I'm going. Um, and they're just following me. They're just following me. They follow me for about like a mile. We start walking and we're, we're like a mile into our walk. I'm like nervous looking around for any house that looks like its lights are on. And, uh, and they're like, yo man, like where the fucking party at? Where is the party at? And I was like, just chill. Like we're getting there. We're, we're so close. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost at the party. They're like, where is this place? I'm like, it's just, it's up, up ahead. It's up ahead. And then, uh, I, I see in the distance, uh, a frat house of another frat that we were, um, that we knew. And I was like, oh, I've been to that house before. I know they let people in. Uh, you don't have to like have girls with you. Like they're cool. And so we, I walk up to that house and I'm like, Hey guys, this is where the party's at. And I walk in the front door and it's just it happens to be one of those nights where, you know, the parties just aren't popping. So uh. 
this frat house, I walk in and there's like maybe, um, excluding brothers, there's, you know, I know who, what the brothers look like and excluding them, there's like 10 people in the house. Bruh. It's like a small party that, you know, nothing's really happening. The music's playing, yeah. the lights are on, you know, they got you drinks got in the back. In the got some people in the corners just talking. And I walk through the front door. They all look at me like, oh yeah, you know, another person's here. And then I'm followed by a the fucking Wu Tang clan. Uh, <laughs> just walking up behind me. I'm like, hey guys, this is where the party's at. <laughs> and I see everybody in this house, their eyes get big. Like, yeah. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck? <laughs> Don't go here. This is a Who small college town. This is a small college town. Uh, so there are not people with fucking Gucci belts no. and, and no. you know bottles of Doucet walking around. No, you got your cowboy boots and you got your Miller Lite. Okay, <laughs> now that's a kind of an exaggeration, but people do. I I believe people do like that kind of style down there. Yeah, no, it's th- some that's, people. You're more likely to see that like ten to one than you are to see any anybody that looked like <laughs> the people that was that walked into this party. And uh, when they all got in, you know, they all just like there was maybe four girls in this house, like out of the ten people, like maybe four of them were chicks, and they all just gravitated to the girls. Like uh, they're all they were all like, Hey, what's up, mama? What's up, little mama? You wanna dance with me? And I, and I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And I just bounced. <laughs> these are, these people are your problem now. Yeah, I just like, I was like, I'm going out to smoke a cigarette. And I just ran down the street. It's always <laughs> a bad look, too, is just having like, having all these randos just coming up and macking on the people in there. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but as a fraternity, that seems like a little bad look. Like, who the fuck are these people? The frat well, brothers definitely when, don't want when twelve dudes when twelve dudes all walk in at the same time and they're just like, "Hey, yo, where are the drinks at?" Like, that's got to just freak you out. <laughs> like, you walk in like you own the place. Exactly. They, that's exactly what they did. They walked in like they owned the place, and I just bounced. Well, you know what, Carson? At least they were responsible enough to not drink and drive. I, you and know that's the moral that, of the that story. That is the funny thing. Is like <laughs> <laughs> they were irresponsible enough to be walking around with like bottles, like actual bottles oh. of liquor in their hands, catching a drunken public. Public. Yeah, just like I mean, uh, uh, I heard. I think on the walk, one of them was smoking a backwoods, <laughs> like like uh, like with weed, not just like a backwoods. Like yeah, like like they rolled up a fucking blunt and they just were walking with it. And I'm like, these guys are ballsy, man. I would hope they wouldn't be smoking a straight up backwood. I've never done that. I imagine it's not the tastiest. Oh, I, I bet. I bet it's not. <laughs> it's got to be gross. Oh, man. It always geeked me that uh, Gunther had those two different pair of Gucci sandals and he would wear them. <laughs> did, did people think he was the shit? I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a great story. Fun yeah, times in college, I will say. Yeah, we had some uh, we had some interesting times in college, man. I remember, like, with our fraternity house, we, uh, you know, the way some houses work is you have to have like a certain ratio to get into the party. You yeah. have to you have to walk in like, you know, if you and your buddy want to get into the party, you got to bring four chicks with you because it has yeah. to, you know, two to one. Or you have to, you know, at least bring one chick. You have to, like, match. You have to, like, if three guys are coming in, you have to bring three chicks with you. Certain houses have certain rules or whatever. And in our fraternity that Mikey and I were in, we always thought that was kind of lame. Like, we were just yeah. like, if you want to party, let's let's fucking party. We don't care. And uh, that that's why we had the best parties. Because we, we just let, we, they everybody in the town knew, we just let anybody in at any time and we had tons of free booze so oh my god it was an alcohol soup kitchen exactly alcohol exactly. soup kitchen we were feeding these kids we were feeding these kids and uh <laughs> and, and that that worked a lot of times and sometimes it bit us in the ass yeah people would always come to pregame at our house because they knew we had free alcohol and we had tons of it like i'm talking about a keg of beer Sometimes even two on a on a on a ballsy night, but then we'd also have eight handles of vodka, so we'd make eight 
pulls a punch, we'd space them out, you know? Well, how I, it, it was either we had two kegs of beer and then eight uh, buckets, like eight uh, handles of vodka, because you, you can make one bucket of punch with each handle. And, um, or we would have one keg of beer and then like 12 to 15 um, oh handles. <laughs> we, we ended up moving... <laughs> You we ended up moving more to that strategy. We ended up moving more to that strategy of having like 15 bottles of vodka because we realized that like girls would much rather drink the punch than beer. Yeah, dude, girls would not be. Okay, I'm not saying girls, but some people, mainly girls and some people would just not touch beer. They would be like, I'm not drinking unless it's fucking the punch. And I'm like, what? Yeah, what? like sometimes when we ran out. And people would come up and be like, yo, can I get a drink? I'm like, oh, yeah, all we got is beer left. They're like, oh, never mind. Like, are you fucking crazy? Like, do you want to get drunk or not, man? Yo, wait, looking back, though, my alcoholic self back then is obviously like, yeah, fuck yeah, let me drink anything. But, like, I could see somebody being, like, nowadays, because vodka makes me feel dirty. It makes me feel dirty and icky and gross. Yeah. And, like, if I'm drinking, like, White Claw or, like, some beer, I'm like, I don't really want to dabble into that because I'm like, oh, I feel bubbly off the beer or the White Claw. I am going to feel like a dirty motherfucker after I take a shot or two. Yeah, no, li- liquor liquor is a, is a dangerous thing. I, th- I think beer is the way to go about drinking. Like, beer or, or wine is the way to go about drinking. You know, um, I laughed pretty loud like 30 seconds ago, a minute ago. Yeah. I had just remembered. <laughs> this didn't happen all the time, but our... Our president, I remember specifically one time, he poured the, we used to, what did we used to get? What was that vodka we used to get? Odessa. It was some cheap shit. Odessa, some cheap shit. Probably $8, $10, $12 yeah. a handle. It's Yeah, he, no, it's it's like $7 a handle. It's so fucking cheap. It's like literally <laughs> the cheapest vodka you can buy. We went into the back room and we fucking, he poured the, he poured the Odessa into some fucking like Tito's bottle. And then, and then he just poured the Tito's into the, the fake Tito's, the Odessa and the Tito's. He poured that into the punch bucket in front of like everybody just like <laughs> acting like we just dropped $40 on this fucking punch bowl. Like, yeah. Oh That's yeah. Fucking, I, I don't remember that. That is hilarious. <laughs> And he was, as he was pouring it up too, he was owning it up. He was like, yeah, like, you like that? We got the good stuff. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> right? Who's going to notice? Get, get a bottle of Douce. Get a, put, put some Odessa on the Douce. I'm like, yeah, we dropping fucking dimes on this shit. <laughs> oh my God. We don't actually talk about our frat shit enough. Not enough, but like, we don't talk about it too much on the podcast. Yeah, we haven't really gone into it. For, for being co- calling ourselves frat chat, we haven't really had much of a frat chat. <laughs> for real. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Man, uh, dude, the, the amount of drugs and alcohol that we had the ability to consume as a fraternity was astounding. Like, when it came to cocaine, when it came to weed, when it came to uh, booze, like, we would just <laughs> drop that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a flex, but it's like a bad flex. Like no, it's the worst flex. <laughs> <laughs> we smoked a ridiculous amount of weed. I don't know if other frats were like that. They are. They are. It. I, it's. The, it. I didn't realize at the time. I thought it was like, you know, when you're young, you think that shit's cool. And I'm still. Yeah. We're still obviously young, but like, yeah. we, I think we've matured a little bit more. You, you think that shit's so cool? It's like. Oh, we drink so much, like we smoke so much weed, like we like we go through an ounce a day, man. Like like just just mean this. Your like, eyes it, widen hearing that shit. Yeah. As a yeah. And then like, uh <gasps> But honestly, like it is the worst flex. It's like, oh, like you're a fucking loser. <laughs> is that what you're bragging about? The fact that you drink a lot? Like, cool, man. <laughs> you can you can drink you can drink twelve beers and in uh in an hour? Whoa! Nice problem. Yeah, <laughs> there's somewhat of a culture behind it. Like I was drink, I was a um, nice problem. <laughs> I just don't understand drug flexes at this point. I do understand them, but like I don't see them as flexes. Like your drug addiction is not a flex. Although there is a culture behind Greek life and fraternity life. Like I was telling, I was out with some old coworkers the other day, and I was telling them like, yeah, like I don't drink like I used to. Like I can be responsible with it, and. Well, they're like, oh, well, 
one of them was like, oh, well, like, you're in a frat. Like, you had to own that shit. And, like, yeah, and that's the culture. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, like, honestly, I just wanted to get fucked up. Like, I would be drinking so much. Yeah, no, like, here's the the thing is, I, th- I think me and you were, were the same in this, is that there's fraternity drinking, which fraternity <laughs> drinking, for the most part, is like, yo, at, like, at parties, we get fucked up, and at night, we get fucked up, like, we we were drinking, I was drinking during the day, a lot of times, I was, uh, yeah. like, I was drinking when nobody else was drinking, like, uh, we would be over at the house, and it would be like, you know, just a kill time, hanging out, people were watching movies, and smoking a little bit of weed, and I'd just be like, yo, let me, like, let me drink, like, seven Budweiser's just to, like, oh. make things interesting. The thing is, like, I used to be a plug, and so I, oh my god, I just said that on the the fucking podcast. Well, I used to smoke a lot of weed, and I always used to give people a lot of weed, too, because I didn't realize at the time, but honestly, I think I wanted, I know I wanted everybody to, like, be at the same level as me, so I wasn't alone in that retrospect, like, oh, I'm high, everyone's high, like, here we go, everybody take a jeep, because, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but fuck, like. I just wanted everyone to be on my level for some reason. Right, because right. Because I was sad to an extent. I was no, fucking, I was you, just lost. You want to bring everybody that you don't want to, it, it is weird to be like smoking alone. There there were guys that could do that, just did that, that wouldn't share at all. They would just like, <laughs> you know, smoke weed and somebody would be like, yo, could I get a, could I get a hit of that? And they'd be like, no, man, this is like, get your own. And I always, that blew my mind at the time. I was like, dude, like it's a communal drug. You're like, you're supposed to share it. That's kind of the point. And, uh, and, and I would do the exact same thing. Like if I would buy like, I don't know, an eighth, for example, I would probably end up smoking two grams of that by myself. Like two grams out of that would go into me and the rest of it. I would like, you know, give and hits around the room. Damn, Santa Claus. No, I feel you though. I never really had a little bit amount of weed in college. So like to me, it was nothing off my, like off me. I was just like, oh, here you go. Uh, I remember talking to my friend the other day. She was telling me why she didn't listen to the podcast. Or, like, she listened to some of the first episode. And she's like, she was just so concerned that it would be so dude bro-y, all 100% frat talk and drugs. <laughs> Which is what a lot of this episode has been. No, Nothing wrong with that, but, like, it's just so funny she was saying that. And I'm like, it's not that at all. Not in the slightest. No, no, no. I, I think it would get boring if we just oh, talked about yeah. that the whole time. Like, I mean, even to us, like, not just to oh, the yeah. listeners. It would, like, I would be, dude, I would be bored if we were 10 episodes in talking about drugs the entire time. Like, like it's not, you remember that drugs one time are not we that did Zans, bro? Remember that one time we smoked? No, I don't remember that one time we fucking smoked. We smoked a bajillion times because we had fucking problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you remember oh, that one? Man. Remember that one time we like went through a whole keg, all of like just the five of us. It's like, man, you remember that one time I went to rehab? <laughs> <laughs> remember that one time I had to go to therapy for a month just to kind of fix my fucking head? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, we uh, we actually had something else that we wanted to talk about. We don't want to stay on drugs the whole time because that uh, that does get stale fast. You know, like a beer out in the sun. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, great so, simile. <laughs> and uh, we before we started recording, we Mikey and I were actually talking about Kanye. And I, I don't know if I've gone a day without bringing up Kanye West to somebody <laughs> uh, in, in like a week or so. <laughs> like it kind of comes up all the time now because I, I care so much about it. I, I really do care so much about it because Kanye since I was young, was one of my favorite fucking artists in the world. He, at, outside of, like, Eminem was the first rap, like, real rapper I ever listened to. Kanye was the second. I, the thing I wanted to bring up, I have only ever seen it recently, I guess because it has happened recently, was about the divorce of Kim and Kanye. And as I was hearing about this, it kind of just, they kind of reminded me, like, yeah, they have four fucking kids together. They kind of reminded me of, like, the two popular kids that were just so popular that they had to date. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know if that feels that resonates with anyone else, but I kind of got that vibe. <laughs> but, you know, they have four kids together, so there's obviously something there. And Kanye is a man of God, to an extent, I think. No, he he he's, de- a he's definitely a man of God. He's definitely very, very Christian. 
Um, but um, the uh, the thing that came up was him and his political speech. You said it was in South Carolina. Yeah. Is that the one people were referring to? I actually listened to seven minutes of it. Uh, yeah. The part where he talked about Kim and Kanye wanting to, or like when they were on the edge of getting an abortion for three months, and then um, Kanye got a sign, and then they stopped. They were just like, nope, let's have the kid. But you were telling me about how often the dis- divorce topic comes up. Well, it's not the, how often the divorce topic comes up. It's just... It's not new? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that Kanye acting in this way, er, this erratically, is obviously not new. And um, all these publications uh, talking about how, like, oh, you know, you know, Kanye said like he was going to divorce Kim on Twitter, and he could, and you know, Kim is fed up with it. Like, y'all don't know what the fuck is happening, and stop acting like you do. That's what pisses me off about the press and the way they cover stuff like this is because yeah well, I, I I I have read stuff uh, like you know from like BuzzFeed or whatever I usually don't I, <laughs> great I, I, reliable source yeah I try not to read BuzzFeed <laughs> but uh, one came up that was like stop judging uh, Kanye West we have to stop talking about him in this type of way because he he's mentally ill it's very clear that he has a mental illness he has bipolar disorder. And you, you, we can't just talk about him in this, you know, crazy over the top way and, you know, roast him for everything that comes out of his yeah, mouth and, and threaten up. to cancel him for everything that comes out of his mouth. Because it's obvious at this point, very plain obvious that he does not mean the shit that he says. He says stuff because he just wants to say it. He said it on. I, I mentioned this to you before we started recording. I, I believe it was on uh, the opening track to Yay, uh, I Thought About Killing You, where he said, just say it out loud to see how it feels. And that's kind of his whole thing, I suppose. That, that's his whole agenda, is that he says stuff out loud, and it might sound crazy, because it's literally the first thought he had. It, it, it has no filter on it. It has no filter for rationality it has no filter for um you know emotions it's just straight up what's coming off the top of his brain i respect and, the fuck out of that and yeah and he probably in a lot of those things that he says that are straight up at the top of his brain he looks back on maybe almost immediately and says like well that probably wasn't it that probably wasn't like the <laughs> right thought but you know I, that's what was on my mind and i just wanted to say it we don't know that but that's speculation yeah the complete speculation this is my speculative view on Kanye West. I'm not saying I know anything. I just know that he does have a mental illness and it, we, we shouldn't be judging him in the this harsh way. Well, I thought you were playing golf with him the other day and you were talking about him, this with him. Weren't you? <laughs> no, but like, as you say that, it's Kanye's one of the most biggest recognizable celebrities around not just in hip-hop i would say i mean yeah hip-hop but what but like he's, he's huge he's fucking huge and he's yeah. got this personality that's just so this and that and you know and it's for someone to be that big have this much influence in the media and to have bipolar disorder it's like everyone's learning about it as we go yeah. you know yeah like this is the example that's being set for us as a country almost as a society and I mean, maybe it's a little extreme. Like, I mean, every case is def- probably different, but you know, like the factors I just said, he's Kanye West. He has this media influence. That prob that's it's just it's cool. It's interesting. Well, the it I compare it to, um, like the nineteen eighties and the nineties when, uh, there was like this big media push against drugs and against drug culture and against drug addicts, and they were really uh. And a lot of that stuff was blaming the user rather than the um, oh yeah rather than the drug itself or the suppliers of the drugs. It was blaming the person. Um, you know, you're like all these fucking idiot crackheads or these you know idiot dopeheads, and it was blaming them. And when celebrities got caught up in this, they would get completely you know barbecued by the media. They'd be like, oh, this person is you know they're going crazy. They're you know they're, they're, they're on weed. drugs now. <laughs> the, the, you know they're they're insane they've they've gone insane or whatever and 
in hindsight, you can look at that and say, well, no, these people had drug problems and they didn't need like the entirety of the fucking press to uh, completely just tear them down. That doesn't help shape- them at all. That's also shaping the fucking view of society of itself. Like, oh, it's shaping the view of that of society in the sense of like, yeah, they're on they're on drugs. Like, this is bad. This is bad. Like, this is yeah, it's a problem that they have. But why can't they handle it in their own manner in a closed light in a closed room? You know, right? And they don't get and, that fucking pleasure or that like, not pleasure, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and like, and that's obviously changed now. You see somebody like Demi Lovato who had her um her problems with uh with with drugs, like her really major problems with drugs. She overdosed, and the press. You didn't see the press coming at her. You didn't see the press being like, "Oh, Demi's gone crazy." They they said Demi Lovato has a serious problem and she's going to be out of the public eye because she needs some help. Uh, the, the only people that were giving her any shit were like like you know trolls on the internet. Uh, making jokes, uh, but that's going to happen regardless. With Kanye, since this hasn't happened uh, at this level with somebody with this particular uh, mental uh, disorder, they they're handling it the exact same way. They're they're going off first impulse, first reaction, rather than taking a step back, taking some time to analyze it, and then coming at it from that perspective. You know, that's most of the, most of these articles. Most of these articles, like some of them mention that he has a bipolar disorder. Some of them mention that he's had these issues in the past. A lot of them don't. A lot of them just straight up say, These this is what he said and this is how he said it. And like, you know, Kim is going crazy and we have a source that said that uh, you know, Chris Jenner has done this like without any adding any context, it, it just it's dis it's dirty. It's dirty. There's a lot, as you say all that, to me there seems like a lot of variables too in the sense of, does he, like, yeah, he has the right to say whatever he fucking wants, you know? But also as a celebrity, sometimes I I, I would think you have to realize the position you're in and the impact your words have. But also I don't have bipolar disorder, so I wouldn't know. Or at least I haven't been diagnosed. I I just think that, I mean, if you informed the public about that, be like, "Look, these are not these are not thoughts coming from a um, these are not thoughts coming from a somebody who has you know thought them over again and again, and you know has you know hard beliefs on a topic. That's not what this is. This is somebody shooting completely from the hip." Has he gone back and on stuff like? Well, I will say. Well, first, I'll say. That he tweeted yesterday uh, an apology to Kim. I would like to apologize to my wife, Kim, for going public with something that was a private matter. I did not cover her like she covered me to me. To Kim, I want to say, I know I hurt you. Please forgive me. Thank you for always being there for me. And there are a lot of memes though, underneath. Like, <laughs> Kim, Kanye's asleep and Kim snatched Kanye's phone. <laughs> Kim over Kanye's shoulder, like, watching him tweet like, there was a there was a good uh good yeah. little Twitter thread afterwards. But has he gone back and said like has he gone back and on stuff like that? Do you know? Yeah, no, he's we talking got, about that Harriet Tubman thing earlier. Yeah, he he goes back and forth on things like that. On on a lot of the more controversial things he says, he goes back and forth. Or sometimes he'll uh he'll give context. Um, like with the the thing where he wore the MAGA hat and he went to the White House to visit Trump, he got a lot of shit for that. And uh, especially from, you know, the, the left and from the black community and from and, and from a lot of different people saying like, yo, Kanye, like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I understood, you know, you understand the um, the the, uh, the confusion from especially like the black community being like Kanye, like you, you, you're a celebrity, you're you're a, a black celebrity and you're going to do something like this, like that. That doesn't make any sense. This guy is openly, openly racist. This guy openly has said derogatory things about uh, black people, about Hispanic people. And and you're going to go and just, you know, sit with him smiling like that. And he clarified his uh, what he what his actual opinions were. 
he, he did. He said, I don't agree with the things Trump does. I like he's not a Trump supporter. He was trying to bring two sides together. That was his. I mean, I'm not saying what he did was uh, was like the right way of going about it or the wrong way. But his intention was to come at this guy from a place of love and a place of understanding. Like it, we got we got to have, have a dialogue and sit down with people we disagree with. We have to uh, we have to come together. We, it doesn't have to be so partisan. And that was yeah. his whole point. And yeah, maybe he did it. He went about it in a in a different way that <clears throat> a lot of people didn't see as like the correct route. But yeah, but everyone's gonna have their own fucking opinions. Right, right. But I, 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 I don't know. He even Versus made a song about intentions. It. He even he made did? a song about Dude, it. Dude, yeah. I'm so unaware to Kanye West. Like, I knew he did the Trump thing. I had nothing. I knew nothing else about it. Well, because he, I actually talked about this on the on the uh, uh, on the podcast on my personal shock therapy podcast. Um, that he, I fucking loved their last episode, or episode nine. I, I don't listen to it too often, but that shit was funny. As thank you. Fuck, thank you. go check it out. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I talked about it on the one that's going to be coming out uh, the day before this podcast airs, and uh, I, he put out a song called "Yay uh, Versus the People." Uh, featuring T.I. and T.I. was like the people he was taking he's playing the character of the people like saying these things to Kanye like yo Kanye like you're like you can't do these things like the going into the public eye and you know shaking hands with a racist like we've we've supported you for so long we've justified your actions for so long and now you're gonna you know make us look silly for doing such and you know Kanye was rapping back it was like a back and forth type thing and um and, and he he, cl- he clarified, and I'm not, and it wasn't the best clarification because he was still doing saying some Kanye West type shit. But he did clarify a lot of his uh, his points and his perspectives on that track. But everybody forgot about that track because it came out. It, he dropped it at the same time that he dropped the Poopity Scoop track. <laughs> and of course, the media is gonna eat that shit up. Kanye West yeah. just said Swoop to these scoop poop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. He dropped the oh he dropped the, the yay versus the people, and oh that got the, people wrote like seven articles in total about it. And then like <laughs> there's like a thousand articles like, "Yo, did you hear Kanye West go poop a school?" I'm not <laughs> even sure if I've ever heard that yay versus the world song or yay versus the people. Yeah, what, it's uh, it's interesting. What would it be like if he was president? He's not gonna be president. He'll never be president. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if not to be like prejudiced against the bipolar disorder which I don't think this is even prejudice but like would that cause him to make some irrational decisions what power does the president even have to make decisions like that uh, well, I'm so politically prefaced by saying that everybody I am so 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 politically unaware it is not even funny I I'm I don't even I've I've seen a few tweets of Trump being racist, but I really like I'm not saying Trump isn't racist. I I can believe it. I can hear I hear you. I've just never actually heard like anything racist by him besides like five or six tweets, four or five or six tweets, which is fucked up. But like well, I want to hear this shit. Seen, have you seen the video of I mean from when he was on the campaign? This is like the most polarizing one I think is uh or he's talking about the reason we need a border wall and and he goes like oh god oh and he, god and he goes well you know the Me- the, the mexican people that are coming over here uh, they're rapists they're killers oh. they're bad people and some oh. some i assume are good people like the that's what he said <laughs> Did he the hand thing some some yeah. i assume are good people but that's, they have rapists. That's, that's what he said is he said they're sending their worst he said they're sending their rapists and their killers and and he's also he tried to uh, enact a, a ban on Muslim people coming into the United oh, yeah, States. Oh yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. in his mind, Muslim and terrorist are one and the same. He, who let he, him do? Who let him do this? Him. He got elected <laughs> president. It's his decisions. <laughs> I mean, luckily yeah, that anybody one didn't with a happen. turban. No. Wrong. Would you say? I mean, luckily, I mean, like. They're his decisions because he's the president and he can believe what he wants and try to do what he wants, I suppose. But th- luckily that one didn't happen because <laughs> nobody else uh, in, 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 in the checks and balances of power was really on his team there except for the super far right Republicans, mo- most 
other uh, legislators were, you know, pretty uh, against that. Muslim so, does not mean terrorist. Muslim is a religion. Islam is the religion. Muslim is a person who practices Islam. Yeah, yeah. And, Would you, yeah did I say yeah, yeah, Islam? And yeah. yeah, no, that that is the most that is the silliest, most like fucking living in your own bubble way to think about the world is that if you think Muslims and are terrorists, it's it, it's so ridiculous because I all that is is the fact that for so long we've been just fucking saturated with press showing you know unrest in the Middle East. And all these people who are Muslim or are wearing turbans, ooh, uh, doing violent things, holding machine guns, uh, you know, doing acts of terror. That's what we get shown on the news. We don't see the 99 fucking percent of Muslim people who are just living life normal like everybody else. They, they don't. Yeah, that, that doesn't get shown. So. If you're just all day sitting in this world, that's how some yokel in a shack in West Virginia uh, decides that, you know, oh, these damn Muslims, they're all terrorists. They're oh trying God. to come into this country and blow everything up. We got to uh, we got to pick up our machine guns and our and, and go fight them like that's how that opinion gets formed, because you're all you're watching is Fox News, who just shows you the same fucking shit over and over. And it, it's ridiculous. It's just. I mean, it really, it should be criminal, the fact that, they, that they're they allowed to shape public opinion in a way that's that misinformed. It, it's just crazy, the media, to me. Like, I'm very unaware of things sometimes. Like, I hear about things by stumbling upon them, like maybe on Reddit or on the Snapchat. But, like, I'm not listening to news. I'm not going to watch news channels. I'm not doing, I'm not, like, going on NBC or whatever the fuck, Fox News on online and reading shit. But, like, I'm kind of glad I don't because it just seems like there's just so much shit. And I it has, I feel like it has such an effect on people's, like, well-being, too. Like, it can. I'll preface by saying it can. Some people can just be like, oh, my God, the world is so fucked up right now. And it may be, but my world isn't fucked up right now. And I, I don't know if that's selfish to say, but, like, I, I, care about, I care about, to an extent, the issues that are going on around the world. But my world is also different and I know I can make an impact on these issues but like I try not to clutter my brain and my life and my mind with the sadness around the world like yes we can make it better I, I firmly believe that every action I do I can have a positive impact on other people on others with it so that's what I try to live by woke widespread of kindness everywhere but yeah the media is just fucking ugh, ugh, you know yeah it's I, I think I think it's unhealthy to um it's not, in my opinion, unhealthy to consume a bunch of media, but mm, it is un unhealthy to consume a bunch of media completely at face value and just take yeah. what they say as fact. Because yeah, then all it's going to do is, uh, is make you get upset. Uh, if, if, you, if your intention is to find out the truth, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I agree. Just, just watching partisan news channels or... Or, or, or watching one side, like if you only watch Fox, if you only watch CNN, if you only watch MSNBC, then you're misinformed. You're just you're flat misinformed because those are biased news networks. They just it's undeniable. It's cool going on YouTube, seeing how different news channels cover things like the same topic. Yeah. And just putting their words and twisting their words and how they want to say it. Oh, Oh. No, I've said Who it before and I'll say it again. It should be illegal. It should be illegal. Somehow that the fact that you 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 can are considered the biggest the big giants in media, in news, in keeping the public informed about topics, and you're allowed to add color commentary, you're allowed to add your own ideas. Like I, I said it on my other podcast. I know I keep saying that, but I, I, the fact that you can, as a reporter or as a pundit or as a journalist, come on TV and talk about an issue, say what happened, and then say, well, you know, I think, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who cares what you think? You don't know. I mean, you just gave me the information. You told me what happened. So now I know about as much as you know. So... 
The fact that you think that your opinion is more valid than everybody else's or that it should be known to the world, fuck, go fuck yourself. Start a podcast and, and go <laughs> talk about it there. Like the exactly is, like what I'm doing. The thing is, too, is that they are the news people. They are the anchormen, the news, the people in on the news channel. And some people will take that and hold their opinion to a higher standard. I believe that I, I believe that some people will. And I guess this goes back to you know the media being able to do all this is just because it's about money. At the end of the day, it's about money. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. They know what money makes the want. American world go around. Fuck. No, that's why that's what's criminal about it is that is the fact that it's obviously for profit. It's obviously to make a buck off of either side. You know, the Fox News has totally leaned into the right wing dollar and CNN has totally leaned into the left wing dollar. Like they know where their bread is buttered. So they're going to put out stories that they know their audience wants to see and will make their audience, you know, feel correct in their views. It's just about making money. You know, this whole coronavirus thing, man. I everybody should have been uh, worried about the coronavirus, right? Everybody should be, uh, you know, taking it seriously. They should be wearing masks and they should be quarantining. Uh, they should have everybody should have quarantined at the beginning. We could have got rid of this in like two and a half weeks. It would have been fine. But uh, people should be concerned. I don't know about that fast, but I hear you. Let's continue. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. not. I'm just saying. You know it. It, like other countries like Italy, uh, they were able to like completely drop their rates by like uh, doing an actual quarantine where they were, you know, enforcing that shit. Uh, but I'm not I'm not going to get too too deep into that uh, on what, you know, what could have happened, should have, what it could have. I, I think that, you know, that mass buying thing that happened at the beginning where people were like, oh, I got to go to Costco and buy, you know, all the bread and all the yeah. milk and all the raisins. Uh, and the toilet uh, paper. Don't forget the dude, toilet paper. I might not have raisins for the rest of my life <laughs> if I don't buy them all now. Like all, all this insane shit. That the only reason that happened is because mainstream news scared the shit out of everybody. They scared the living shit out of everybody, and they made a killing because everybody all they all had news on twenty four seven, and the news knew that if they keep this fucking panic going and they keep this circus going then they can keep people's eyeballs glued to them. So rather than, you know, being saying, all right, we got to we got to report on strictly what's happening, strictly the facts. No, let's go. Let's go out there and stoke the fire and cause people to like fucking panic. And what that's doing now is, you know, the people on, on the other side are are looking at that and saying, well, you know, they're, they're obviously just, you know, being over the top and crazy. They're being, you know, they're stoking these flames. Uh. That must mean that the virus isn't even real. That must mean that they're over-exaggerating about the coronavirus even happening. And then people aren't wearing masks. So it causes some people to panic and, and you know, shelter in place with, like, all their fucking guns and, you know, a thousand rolls of toilet paper. And it causes <laughs> other people to go out to a bar and cough on other people. Like, it, it's fucking crazy. It's such a clusterfuck. It is such a clusterfuck, for lack of better words. And the uncertainty mixed with all that media, I think, is also a contribution to the clusterfuckage. Um, one more thing before we wrap this up. I want to say that I was on a, I think it was a Snapchat thing, or I was on Reddit, and Doja Cat actually got coronavirus. They were talking oh. about how, um, I don't know if you know who Doja Cat is. She has a TikTok yeah. song. Didn't even notice. But, um... She was saying back in March, which I don't, I mean, I'm not going to hold her to this. She's like, fuck coronavirus. I ain't no scared of no coronavirus. Fuck that shit. Apparently, oh yeah, she was saying that back in March. And now she actually got it. I think she's recovered from it though, but it was just some of your the comeuppets that I think you said you'd like to hear in episode nine of uh, Shock Therapy. No, I mean, that, that I like some comeuppance, but I, People that are like saying like I'm not scared of the coronavirus. I'll go out and do whatever I want, and then they get it. I don't like to see that. I just I don't want anybody to get this shit. Yeah, even no, even, yeah. even if they're being blatant about their, you know, I would I would much rather that they're right. Like that that would be nicer if they were actually <laughs> right. If they were like, you know, everybody's lying about the coronavirus. It's not real. Wouldn't that be awesome if that was true? If it's people not. aren't dying. <laughs> <laughs> if people weren't having irreversible damage to their fucking lungs. 
Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, go I ahead believe, and go ahead and try to tell that to somebody who lost relatives. You fucking moron. Well, can you remind me what time it is right now? What time it is? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? That song of the week time. Oh, oh, dude, yeah. I don't. I'm gonna let the audience know. I don't have a. I'm doing this on GarageBand now. I've switched over. So I don't have a timer. Mikey's uh, the only one checking out the time. So I don't really know uh, where we're at. I, I kind of get lost in the conversation. You know, we could be at 20 minutes. We could be in an hour and a half. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> we actually just hit the 60 minute mark. Oh, for real. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but no, you're right. You're right. It's time for that pop talking, booty dropping, <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> chocolatin <laughs> song of the Choc- week. <laughs> um, so for this song of the week, I have picked... The song Purple Heart by M-U-T-O, Muto. I'm not too sure how you pronounce it, but when I say, hey Siri, play Purple Heart by Muto, she says Purple Heart by Muto. Muto. But um, it's a like, I don't know, it's it's a, it's an electronic-y song. Like a, I'm not going to say dubstep, I'm not going to say, it's definitely not house, but like, you know, it's got that drop, that those drums going, that melody, and it just makes me feel all types of ways like I have lost my mind to this song on a psychedelic drug many times I have just one specific time I'm referring to but I have literally lost my mind to this song and even now being sober when I hear it it literally just makes my brain feel like tingly like I can feel my brain be tingly I don't know if people experience music the same way I do Hmm. but like it's just, it's not all the time where it feels tingly, but like certain times it's just like, oh my God. And I just, I just really love this song and I feel it and I hope you all can enjoy it too. And if you don't, well, that's okay. But yeah, I'm, I will I'm not, say, I'm not familiar with that one actually. I might've played it for you at some point, but you'll hear it when you listen to the podcast or I'll just send yeah. it to you via text. Yeah. But I think that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in so much. From the bottom of my heart, every one of you that listens to this, thank you. It means a lot to me. Yeah, and um, we, uh, we've we actually started a social media for uh, oh, yes. for, for our podcast. It's called the RVA Podcast Collective. Uh, if you're not following that already, go ahead and follow that. Uh, it'll give you um, updates on this podcast, on my Shock Therapy podcast. Pretty soon, we're probably going to be adding more podcasts to the lineup, so... Uh, check that out if you're you know looking for new content to enjoy again um, rva podcast collective r as in retro v as in victor a as an asshole <laughs> and uh <laughs> a is an asshole and um and uh follow follow our social medias uh that's on mikey, instagram by the way follow our social medias uh i'm at the colossus of clout mikey's at uh mikey lg um, and then follow our SoundCloud pages. Mikey's is the one you're listening to this right now. Mine is the Shock Therapy Podcast. Please follow. Please share with your friends. Um, it, it really helps us out. Just, just you know, sharing it with one person helps us more than you can even imagine. So yeah, we real. really, we really appreciate you guys listening and uh, and you know giving us your time. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you guys. Love you. Talk to you next week. Find myself in the strangest place I can't remember which house is mine We're going back to the grind This road keeps unfolding It's taking its soul How can I be so kind? Though it sounds like something I say
Sounds like something I say 